0: Hey, this is Glenn Surovich, and you're listening to The Influencers on Tractivist.
1: This is The Influencers. A new tract of a series on Asian American leaders, tastemakers, and experts in the music industry, just as important as front-facing representation in entertainment is representation behind the scenes. Too often, these influencers in the music industry just don't get the deserved recognition for their incredible work that significantly impacts today's culture and entertainment. Let's dive into this podcast series as we spotlight these individuals and hear their stories and words of wisdom for aspiring artists and industry professionals.
2: Hello, my name is Ryan Moore and this is the Influencers series on Tractivist. It's my pleasure to welcome today's guest, Glenn Suravec. Glenn is a recording and mixing engineer, as well as a music producer. With over 15 years of experience, he has worked with many Grammy-nominated artists and Asian-American indie artists. Currently under Mosaic Sound Recordings, he also works to guide independent artists during the course of their musical careers. Thanks so much for coming on, Glenn.
0: Thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
2: So in your words, what is your role in the music industry and how do you believe you fit into the music-making process?
0: Wow. What a great first question. I think it's fair to say that that has changed over the time that I've been working as an engineer and producer. So to start, I think I had felt my role was just to, number one, always provide the best possible experience or recording experience that I could for whatever artist that I was working with at the time. That's always my focus as an engineer, first and foremost, uh, and producer. I'll make a distinction first of all, though, that, that as an engineer, my focus is the technical element. Capture the sound at, in the best possible way that I know how at that very moment, and to deliver a sound that the producer wants. That's my job as an engineer. As a producer, my job is to service the artist and the music and the try to create the best possible art that the artist is is trying to create at that moment. There's similarities, there's overlap, but then there are really distinctive differences. Because as an engineer, I'm thinking about the sound and making sure that I'm not distorting or clipping or is it is it over compressed or is it there's too much low frequency, too much high frequency, you know? I mean, am, am I creating a very unique sound here? I needed to go back to school and learn how to become an engineer, learn about engineering because I felt like I could do three things. I knew I wanted to stay in the music business. I thought maybe, well, I could work for a record company or I could become a record exec. And I certainly didn't want to do that. I wasn't really interested in being involved in the business of music. The others were engineering and the other was production. So I thought, well, I, I definitely think I want to do production. I think I understand that concept of being a producer better than I would getting involved in the business of music, a or, you or know, becoming a record executive of some sort. And you know, I wasn't really a, a numbers guy in that sense either. So I went back to school and learned how to become learned about engineering and then that opened the door for me to get my foot into working in a recording studio where I felt like I can get the technical element which would lead me toward the path of becoming a producer as my process of going that route of learning production then you know the past the 90s and now the 2000s which is when I got all, pretty much all of that training slowly there's this growing Presence of Asian, younger Asian Americans who are doing music, and I'm seeing, like, oh, this is great. I'm looking, I'm seeing all these these people coming up, you know, and I'm starting to think, wow, you know, I definitely feel like I should position myself to be available to these people as they're coming up, because they're all going to need to make records. They're all going to need producers, or hopefully, you know, some people self-produce. But I definitely wanted to. Position myself there. While I was working at the recording studio and seeing the the rising growth and presence of Asian Americans in the music industry, I started to pivot that way. And that's where I'm trying to position more. I or position myself now. I mean, 90% of the artists that I work with now are all Asian American. Well, I want to be more of a service to the Asian American artists who are coming up now. I wanna I want to show, provide a pathway or work as a guide in some sense to help up and coming or younger Asian American artists coming in to the industry now. The point is is that as engineers and producers, I think it's our job to be able to, to capture those moments, to put ourselves in those positions or put the, 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 the moment in that position so that we can capture that magic. Or being able to recognize when that magic is happening i always tell young engineers always be in record what does that mean hit record even when you're setting up the mics hit record when you're in that moment of just setting up because musicians always start they can't help it but make sound I then mean, you put the instrument in their hand they're going to start they tune up and then they just start fiddling away and that happens so often so much so that I can't tell you how many times when I was working at Jackson Brown's studio that they'll ask, Hey, are you getting this? (laughs) Are you getting this? Because they're jamming this thing out and it's like, it's magic. That's the magic that's happening because they're completely relaxed. They know they're just kind of warming up, but then sometimes this electricity takes place and all of a sudden you got the take. And if you're not in record because you were setting up, oh man. what do you have to lose, If especially if you're recording digital? It's not going to hurt you to be in record because if the musicians are getting this magical thing, even if it's not the song that they're recording but they're just jamming this really amazing thing, that might become the iconic song uh, of the next 20 years. I want everyone to be of similar mindset. Cre- making sure that the sessions stays positive and everyone's feeling good or feeling the appropriate emotion Or the song that we're playing at that moment. That's my role as an engineer Uh and a producer.
2: I would love to dive deeper into what you said about lending that expertise and experience to up-and-coming Asian American artists. Mm. How has your Asian American identity influenced your career path from then to now?
0: Well, it, it didn't. I think because I was coming up at a time when there wasn't really a prominent community, the only the only way my identity was that I was just an, an Asian American guy who was trying to break into like uh, a relatively mainstream scene. So when I was coming up as a, as a musician, there weren't there weren't any a real there were, but there weren't as many. I wouldn't say it was an Asian American music scene. Whereas now there is certainly an Asian American music scene, thanks to people like Richie or, or your organization, Tractivist, that help cultivate that. And you guys are, you guys are definitely, you know, part of part of the reason why the, there is a community of Asian American artists. But anyway, so I, I didn't have like that kind of Asian American identity then. More so much so that I just wanted to just break in somehow. I use. My mainstream experience, because I worked at uh, Groove Masters, which was owned by uh, Jackson Brown. He's a um, an artist that had a lot of success through the late 70s and 80s. And through that experience and working at Jackson's studio, then I was able to be exposed to people he knows and from his friends. So um, Bob Dylan. And T-Bone Burnett and Cosby Stills and Nash and Ben Harper and all of these mainstream rock and roll Hall of Fame artists, and that that's an experience that invaluable because I, I I saw how the so-called mainstream made records, and I want to take that experience and knowledge and then transfer that over to to the to the Asian American artists who are coming up now.
2: So you've mentioned a lot of the responsibilities and challenges that come as being a producer and an engineer. Do you have suggestions for the artists themselves who are preparing to record with an engineer or work with a producer for the first time?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I suggest for any artist who's gonna embark on making an album or even an EP is to take time and work on pre-production doing pre-production. That is really, to me, um, money saving, and also it's the development process of your song. I don't really know any songwriters or singer-songwriters who actually sit down and say, yeah, I wrote a song from end to end and it was perfect. (laughs) You write your lyrics, you're gonna go through a series of changes. I think every artist should bounce those ideas off of producers or people they trust. I'm not talking about fans. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever demo your music to fans, man. They're going to they're gonna lead you off a cliff. No, people who you trust, who you feel are, have a really good gauge of sound, lyrics, arrangements. And let your music go through a process before you feel it's ready for recording. If you, and, and nowadays, everybody's got a laptop and a mic at home. Record it. That's your demo. That's your pre-production. Do the best you can, record it, and then sit with it for a while. Am I singing this well? Are these lyrics really reaching the people? Because people don't listen to music so much as they really connect with the message. I always believe this good music is an extension of something very personal, sometimes traumatic, sometimes very dark, or, you know, happy. So be honest with it yourself. It's just a good song. And then and then, you, and then you start to take it, and then you build your team around that. Say, well, who are gonna be the musicians I record? Who am I gonna pick? To, who do I think is gonna be good for, for this? And a lot of times, if, if it's just a first time recording for a musician, they don't know many engineers and producers. So they, you ask people who are your friends. So oh, who did your record? I would always suggest that the artists go after a sound that they're going for. Like I really like, uh, oh, I don't know, Radiohead, Muse. Go look at who made that record. Who are, get familiar with the names of the people that were behind that record. Now a lot of times, uh, and I tell this to a lot of artists too, I know that money is always an issue. But you'd be surprised if you have a track that you really liked that, the way that sound You should find out if that engineer would be willing to mix your record. You'd be surprised because everything is digital now. That's why I always tell musicians, that's why you need to be true to yourself. Why are you doing this music? Are you doing it not necessarily for yourself, but do you have the right intention?
2: So on the flip side, how about people hoping to follow in your footsteps? You mentioned already, always be on record. Um, You also mentioned when you've been lecturing in your engineering class, try to be making tracks, try to be making Mm -hmm. records. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other main takeaways that you'd like future engineers or producers to know?
0: Yeah. Yes. So we're past, what do I want to (laughs) do? We're in the realm of, I've gone through school and I have some engineering training or schooling. And now they're trying to get into that real world. So my, um, my first question is what do you want to do? Do you want to be an engineer or do you want to be a producer? And then within that, do you want to engineer for TV or do you want to engineer music? Because there there's there's these there's smaller jobs. You could, you know, if you want to get into doing sound, you want to do live sound, I want to record, I want to I want to go on tour, I want to be in a in a tour van and I want to, you know, do sound for, you know, or the Eagles, or U2, or Ariana Grande. I want to be the front of house guy. I want to be in the arena. Or do I want to be in the studio? And then within that realm, what kind of music do you want to do? You want to do hip hop? You want to do bands? I want to do rock. I want to do country western. I want to do you know jazz, classical. It's like if you want to do hip hop, then I think you should go and assist with a beats producer or a producer who makes beats. And, and does that kind of music. That's what you want to produce. I was always coming up from the band perspective, so I was right where I needed to be in terms of my training. Because all we did was work with bands. We, we all want to learn it all. But I think, I think eventually it's you, you kind of start finding yourself narrowing your focus. And that's basically like what, what had happened with me. So I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer of mentorship because I've had many mentors in my path. And I'll tell uh, an engineer, if you want to learn how to be an engineer, I would suggest that you try to get a job at a recording studio and work as a runner, because you start to learn studio etiquette. And what is that? So it's the way that you start to learn how... treat your clients because as an engineer you your job is to service the art service the art service the music then there's the assistant engineers now those guys are the ones that are helping the head engineer those are the guys that know how the room works because every studio is a little bit different Every single studio has little idiosyncrasies, little weirdnesses, and those are what the assistants know. And that's as, as, as an assistant engineer, and you have that experience, you never forget that. And, it, it, and it's like putting the pieces together. That's why I tell engineers, you, gotta spend, you spend more of your time when you're working in a studio listening than you do actually doing stuff. You're taking notes, and, you're, and every, every one of those things is, is valuable. And then you also learn how to communicate with artists. That's really a key thing. Pay attention. That's my other advice to the young engineers, always pay attention. Make sure if you see the artist like, you know, struggling and looking around for something, you you immediately, what is it, can I get you?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Every artist has some quirks too. So, So pay attention to what those things are when you're working with them so that you can be ahead of ahead of them when it is that they want something. Oh, so-and-so likes really dark chocolate, let's go get some, let's bring it, you know, or they, they get hungry at about 2.30, make sure that we have menus ready and that the runner's ready to take an order at that point. Because your job at that time as an engineer is to keep the session flowing. So my, my whole approach to creating music and production is all based on that, is how are you feeling?
2: Thank you for sharing. And are there any projects that our listeners can look forward to?
0: Yeah. So I am currently getting ready to do pre-production with a, a group. They're an organ, a touring group called Taiko Project. So it's a Taiko group, and they're, I'm making. I'm going to be making their third album. It's traditional Taiko. Taiko is uh, Taiko Japanese drums, but they're very unique in the way that they. Present themselves. This group, they they incorporate different instrumentation within their compositions. So they might use marimbas. They sing as well in in their compositions. So this is this is not like a traditional festival taiko. If you go to a festival taiko, everyone's just kind of drumming, and it's just that's really big sound. The group is really about this new exploration of music within the tradition of taiko drumming. I started working with another uh, artist, her name is Cynthia Lin. She's a singer-songwriter who plays, her main instrument's ukulele, and she's based in San Francisco. I started working on her, what will become her new record. So that's, that, the ball's rolling on that record. And then also, I'm gonna start working on the Cambodian Rock Band record, which was a musical that was recently, premiered here in Southern California at the South Coast Repertory Theater in Costa Mesa. They're going to be, go up to Oregon next year and do an 11 month run up there. But before that, they're gonna record that, what is going to essentially be the soundtrack for that musical here at Mosaic Sound, my studio here. So those are the three projects that, I'm, that the ball's rolling on now, which could, will definitely sustain me for the next, you know, possibly the next year, really. I get, you know, I have a few one-off things here and there, but you know, that, that, that it just happens. Mm-hmm.
2: Before we let you go, mm-hmm. if people want to find out more about you and mm-hmm. where you work, where can they go?
0: The best place to get me would be going to my website and I have a contact page. Just send me a message, even if you just want me to listen to your music or if you have questions, anything. Hit me on my website, which is glensurovich.com, Go to the contact page and fill out the form. And then from there, on my website, you're gonna be able to see the, the work that I've done, and you can hear the music that I've, work, I've worked on, and there's a distinction of whether I've done engineer, uh, recording or mixing or both or production. And then you can learn about me there. And I have a lot of videos and I have a lot of like streaming links. So that would be the best place.
2: Well, Glenn, thank you so much for your time thank and you. your insights. Thank and you. And thanks for
0: being on the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks so much for listening to The Influencers. Be sure to visit our website, Tractivist.com, as we create a central hub of Asian American artists, resources, and continuously update the influencers. Discover new music through our weekly radio show, as well as our playlists. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Attractivist. That's T-R-A-K-T-I-V-I-S-T.